Thank you so much for having me. What a great podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I love you guys. You flaming drongo. Hello listeners and welcome back to a brand new edition of Welcome to the Bay podcast. So firstly today, before we begin, a big shout out to Bradley who recently joined our Maryland Patreon package and also to Kayla and Zara for signing up as well. We really appreciate the support and it really does help us greatly. You too, listener, can become a subscriber just like them and access great benefits like sending in guest questions just like you'll hear today and much, much more. So go check it out. That sounded like a paid promotion. Um, anyways, without further ado, sit back, relax, get your snacks, get your drinks, get cozy, whatever's happening, and enjoy listening to myself and Tori's interview with Jake Spear right here, right now. Hello, everyone, and thank you again for joining us on Welcome to the Bay. Today, in very exciting news, we have one half of the Maguire twins, Jake Spear, who played Oscar with us today. Welcome to the show, Jake. Thanks, Lucas. Thanks for having me, mate. No worries. Now, first of all, we're going to go all the way back to when was it? 20, 2016, 2013? That's when you were there? Yes, yes, yes. Yes. So what do you remember most about your experience on Home and Away? Well, the first thing that comes to mind, you already mentioned it, would be my twin sister, Evie. I mm. think I, uh, I am only one half of that mm. dynamic duo. And I think most of my memories of that show include Philippa Northeast in some capacity. Yeah. I think one of the biggest, clearest memories in my mind would be probably my first day on set out in the cult running away from our, our mad father and Murray, the evil, the evil uh, cult leader and having the Braxton brothers bust us out and running across a field and diving into a car and realizing that, you know, the director only gave us one take. And I sort of walked away from that first take going, Oh my God, that's, that's going to be on television. My mom's going to see that. I only got one go at it. Awesome. Can we do it again? No, move on. Let's go. Welcome to Summer Bay. Brilliant. Oh, wow. Really and threw me in the deep end. Talking of Evie, um, was it an interesting task to be playing a character um, with a twin? Yeah, it was. I mean, it's, it's, it's not something I've experienced. I have a younger sister mm -hmm. myself, but I, I'm not a twin. Um, but I think you know, the whole audition process for finding Oscar and Evie was, was pretty involved. You know, I remember, you know, little scoop. I, I originally auditioned for um, one of the Barrett brothers for, for Josh, oh, um, nice. which looking back now would be weird. Oh, um, and, uh, and then, you know, a few weeks after that, I auditioned for Oscar who actually had a different name at the time. Oh, really? wasn't originally called Oscar. And, um, you know, the audition went really well and I got a call back and come back in, do it again. And then it was really about putting the two characters together, putting Oscar with Evie. And mm. we spent an entire day with a whole bunch of actors. There were a whole bunch of fellas auditioning for Oscar and a whole bunch of ladies auditioning for Evie. And we sort of just 
tag teamed it the whole day in out swapping over, trying to find the right sort of dynamic and the right combination. And the funny thing about it is that the, the first two people that started that process, the first two actors that were asked into the room to audition together for mm. that entire day was myself and Philippa Northeast. Ah. Uh, so right from the get-go, it was, you know, we kind of, we kind of had something, we had that friendship and that kind of sibling kind of banter and joking around and it just really grew from there. Yeah. And it really translated on screen. They were just great together. It worked so well. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Tori. I mean, uh, some of my greatest memories are of those more quieter scenes, I think, you know, at, at, at Leah's house or at the farmhouse, you know, sitting down with my sister and, and trying to work through some kind of teenage problem, you know, whether it's a relationship or whether it's a family problem or, you know, where it was just Pip and I in a bedroom or around the dinner table figuring out life. And I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of people really resonated with those characters is that they probably saw themselves in it. You know, how many times have we kind of lent on siblings or best friends to, to help us through a breakup or to help us through some kind of problem that we're going through? Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Um, now our listeners have sent in a couple questions for you. So our first Ooh. one is from Bradley and he asked, what were some of your favorite scenes to film on the show? Well, Bradley, uh, I think, thank you for your question. I think, um, favorite scenes. All right. Let me, let me cast my memory back. I can't believe it's been that long to be honest, Lucas, yeah, when you say that a long time, yeah. it has, it really has. Look, some of my favorite scenes would probably be out at the farmhouse. Um, yeah. I really love that set. I really love being on location, to be honest. Um, and any chance that we got to go out to the farmhouse or out to Alf's place or the caravan park, certainly the beach was great fun. Um, but I think some of my favorite storylines were, were with Matt Page. Oh, yes. Evil, evil, yes, evil yes. Matt Page, <laughs> who started off as my bully and eventually married my sister <laughs> what, uh, a what a turnaround what a turn <laughs> what a turnaround a redemption story yeah, if anything else much so uh, but uh alex snow is had become and still remains one of my greatest friends yeah. um and i think all of those storylines of us you know being together on set you know having a laugh i think really was you know fills my heart up and um, a, a lot of great memories there for sure. But, you know, I, I think with Oscar, I got a great opportunity to work with some pretty challenging storylines too, you know, mm. like a hit and run, you know, the guy yeah, ran over yeah. Tamara and, and caused yeah. a whole bunch of pain and, and, and then the whole sort of body image stuff and, you yeah. know, hitting the gym and eating disorders, especially from a male perspective, you don't really see that very much. Well, that's not really discussed yeah. as much. Um, and it's a really debilitating, traumatizing kind of condition that for, for not just the person going through it, but, but for an entire family. And I think, you know, the show is, is really powerful in, in that respect of being able to kind of touch on really complex issues, you know, and for us here in Australia, at seven o'clock at night when, you know, families mm -hmm. are sitting down to have dinner and, and have a confronting story, storyline and a, and encourage a discussion about a complex issue like an eating disorder is, is really significant. So I'm really, I'm really proud of the show and I'm certainly very, very thankful to be a part of things like that. 
you know, there's great, all the action stuff is great too. You know, when yeah. you get locked up in a, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. in a shipping container <laughs> or something like that, that's exciting. And then the final scene, you know, you know, fire and explosions yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So there was a lot. Um, and another listener question here, this time from Kayla and Zara. Um, do you keep in touch with much of the cast still? I do. I do. Um, there's there's a few that are kind of um, on my regular catch up list. I mean, Pip being one of them, um, and and Al being another. Alex Snow for sure. Um, Scotty Lee is another oh, yeah. one. Scott yeah. still still keep in touch with Scott, and 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 the same with Jackson Gallagher as well. I think those that that core group. I think I'm really lucky to have gone through at a time where there were so many of us who who got along so well and um you know even 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 people like um um kyle who you know who yeah. kyle Pryor, who played dr nate and and he's gallivanting all over the world these days but every now and then i'll get a sneaky little message from him online and yeah exactly exactly i said kyle how did you get this number please leave me a line um but um you know and and look even some of the uh more seasoned members of the cast you know I, I catch up fairly regularly with georgie parker yeah. um and and i go sailing with shane oh so, really? you know i run the gamut i really i i really love my time on, on the show and and the people really made it for me so mm -hmm. those relationships are genuine and i you know enjoy keeping in touch with everyone for sure Oh, that's really nice to hear. Um, and Kayla, who asked the last question, she asked another one as well, because she was a big fan of the Maddie and Oscar relationship. So she was just wondering what your thoughts were on them as a couple. Well, look, I mean, reflecting back, it's a pretty complicated relationship. Mm -hmm. I thought, I think when I think back and, and I think of Oscar and at, at that time in his life, um, you know, he's he's a kid with a big heart, I thought. You know, he falls in love pretty easy. Um, <laughs> you know, I think he's a romantic at heart. So he's, he was really invested in that relationship. Um, and, you know, I, I think he kind of struggled with, you know, being in the friend zone for a little bit and then finally getting into an, a, a physical relationship and an intimate relationship. And, mm. and certainly the insecurities that he had about his own body and image and place in the world and all that kind of stuff fed into the complexity of that too. Mm. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm really glad that, that people really kind of responded to that relationship too, you know? Yeah. Um, so when I was writing these questions for the interview, it completely slipped my mind that Oscar actually got killed off. So what, <laughs> what were your opinions and thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah yeah um i mean i i certainly didn't expect it yeah i was i mean i didn't obviously you know there's a certain amount of time that most of the main characters will spend on the show yeah. we have contracts and things like that and they come to an end inevitably mm. so i knew that was coming but how i was going to leave the show i had no idea mm. and i have a very vivid Memory, memory of the day I was told uh, <laughs> of of how it was going to happen. Oh dear! And um, you know, look, I mean, I grew up watching plenty of Aussie TV, and mm. 
you know, the end of a season comes along and it's the season finale and one of your favorites will die. <laughs> Who will it be? <laughs> and I was so excited to be one of those favorites that yeah. was going to die. <laughs> it's like, if you're going to go out of the show, you might as well go out with a bang. Um, and I yeah. literally did. Um, but look, I must have really annoyed somebody because they wanted to make sure Oscar was really dead. It's Very like, not dead. only are we going to blow you up, we're going to crush you with a car and blow you up. Wow. Yeah. That, that you, that well, Oscar is well and truly dead. <laughs> but look, I mean, in the filming of it, it was, it was really emotional. I mean, it was, it was a great experience for me as an actor because, you know, I mean, I spent an entire night underneath a car and getting doused really? in kind wow. of, you know, protective material because there's live flames all around me and all this kind of stuff and the whole hand coming out of the back of the Ooh. car. And, um, and then having a whole, like I actually got to do, to do some dead body acting, you know, you oh, don't get a brilliant. chance to do a bit of dead body <laughs> acting, but As you know, you blued me up and everything like that. And Evie has this really emotional scene crying over my body and I'm yeah. supposed to be dead. And it's like my second last day on set and I'm getting emotional because I'm leaving the show. And <laughs> so, you know, it was a really kind of roller coaster way to sort of leave the show, but a great way to leave the show. I think mm. it was quite memorable. And I mean, unfortunately it was pretty traumatic for a lot of fans and audiences <laughs> going through that. I have a lot of people say to me, you know, that they were in tears yeah. when he, when he died and, you know, it was really unfair, you know, he's such a nice mm. kid and a sweet guy with his whole life ahead of him and, and cut short. Mm, yes. A flood, a flood of emotions. So a lot of work goes on behind the scenes to make the show what it is, like you've mentioned before. So is the workload on a soap opera, particularly like Home and Away, quite intense for the actors or is it like somewhere in the middle? Well, I mean, I can sort of only speak to my own experience and it's certainly the most intense I have ever worked. And yeah. I'm, I'm, I've been told and I've learned that, you know, Home and Away is probably the fastest shooting show in Australia. Yeah. Um, and I think so soap operas in general move at a, at a lightning pace. I mean, for example, if you're shooting a film, then you're probably only filming about one to two minutes of usable footage every day. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, for home and away, we were, we were shooting maybe 10, 15 minutes, maybe even more, um, yeah. depending on the, on the storyline or the, or the particular mm -hmm. circumstance of a scene. So working, you know, really 6am to 6pm Monday to Friday, um, is a lot, you know, and it's not just yeah. a lot for the cast, but it's, it's, it's equally enough for the for the crew as well who are who are getting there earlier who are driving the trucks setting up getting all of the equipment out getting everything ready to go so we can step out of makeup and out of costume and walk onto that set and start making the scenes that make it to to your tv screens so mm. it's a very intense way of working but a really beneficial way of working i i have found i spent three years studying at, at, a, at a drama school here in sydney at the national institute of dramatic art and then i spent three years on home and away and i think that in itself was its own form of, 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 of drama school of, of training as an actor, mm. because um, not only are you exposed to, you know, scripts and character development and, and all of that kind of wonderful stuff that you learn at drama school, but you spend three years being exposed to that pace, working at that pace and, and the, and the technicalities of filmmaking of understanding all of the different roles on set on, you know, being able to hit your mark on, on having an understanding of continuity 
of going, okay, well, if I pick up this cup on that line and then I move over there, then I have to remember that for each and every take because it all has to cut together seamlessly. So there are a huge amount of lessons that that an actor can learn by being on a show like that, even for a short period of time, I feel. It's a great training ground. And I think one of the reasons why so many home and away actors have gone on to have really successful careers is because it really instills a great work ethic as an actor. It's so nice when we get people on here talking so positively about the show, because obviously we love it. We wouldn't be doing this if we didn't. So it's just very nice to... Here, that is a nice atmosphere and a great learning ground. So, yeah, yeah. that's great. That's a whole other world, Tori. I mean, you guys are kind of seeing the the final result, and and mm-hmm. we sort of spend months and months and months of of kind of working towards what you guys eventually see. But yeah, that whole other world that you guys don't quite get to see. It's it's a really exciting, really fast paced, energetic place to work. Mm. And did you have any input in any of Oscar's storylines, or was that all left to the creative teams? Well, I didn't sort of have too much input in the writer's room or anything like that, but we were certainly encouraged. I remember having, you know, chats with the head writers, you know, up in the production offices and having, you know, general meetings with the with the senior script advisor about, you know, checking in on where, where things are at, what they're thinking about Oscar and, and taking the character. And they're always very open to, to input and suggestion, working with the actors who, who know those characters so intimately. Um, and certainly by the time we got onto set as well, there were, there were certain directors and, and, and circumstances that might've even allowed us to be a little bit more flexible with the script and, and to contribute. And I, I certainly remember one of the earliest conversations I was having with one of the seasoned directors, one of the regular directors on the show. And one of his early pieces of advice was that this show is going to move at such a pace that you as the actor really have to take responsibility for your own character. You have to protect it. You have to fight for it. You have to really understand it um, because if you don't, then then you you and your character will get left behind. And so there, is, there was a culture at the time that I was there that really supported and encouraged the actors to contribute to that conversation and to, and to really go into bat for your character. And, and if you thought that something was maybe a little bit off or not quite right or, or that you had suggestions for, for where you thought things might go, then it was really encouraged, which I was pretty thankful for. Mm. And how much of an impact has the show had on you as an actor now and your life since the show? Yeah, it's an interesting question, Lucas. I was sort of contemplating that today before before um, chatting with you guys and and looking back. I remember going through drama school and and growing up, always wanting to be an actor, but certainly home and away was never really a, a huge ambition for me. I mean, not. I, I grew up watching it, you know, my sister was a big mm. fan and, and it was always on in the house, but for some reason it never was really on my radar. I think largely because I thought I was the kind of guy and the kind of actor that didn't really have the, the right look for, yeah. for soap yeah. opera TV or the right kind of look for home and away. Um, but, you know, I'm very thankful that I did, you know, mm. is that the, it was serendipitous that the, the show was writing a particular character like Oscar that seemed to fit with me really well. And, and having gone through that experience of three years on that show, it, it completely transformed my life and changed the trajectory mm. of my career and my life. And not only did it expose me to the, to the experience and the training and certainly the friendships and relationships that, that were born out of that time, but 
it's it has given me leverage which is incredibly important as an actor is that it gives you a profile an international profile which is confronting and yeah. no one really kind of trains you for that or prepares you for that of you know there's never any discussion about how you should behave when someone stops you in the street while you're with your family yeah. and and asking for a photo or you know you're at the beach and you see some random guy lurking in the bushes with a giant camera taking photos of you um so that's something to kind of you know get adjusted to but you know it it gives you an opportunity to to have that profile and to have the confidence to go into the industry and into other projects uh and feel that you can hold your own is that mm. you've kind of earned your place after doing you know 250 260 episodes of of television and going okay well I sort of I know my stuff mm. um but it's also challenging too because you know soap opera has um that I have found personally, and I still believe that that soap opera has a bit of a stigma about it, mm. and that there are certain people within the industry that probably won't necessarily pay that much attention to you because you've been on a certain type of show, mm. um, and which then sort of you have to, through the passage of time, or through creating your own work, or through finding other opportunities to kind of shatter people's expectations of you or people's preconceived notions of you to kind of break through that, almost reinvent yourself in a kind of way. Um, and, you know, I've been very thankful to spend a lot of time working in theater since leaving home and away uh, and, and moving into, you know, musicals and, and live stage as well. Um, and then moving into other forms of screen work as well too. So it's, it takes time, but I certainly wouldn't be able to, to be doing the things that I've done without my experience on home and away because that really did kind of lay the pathway forward for me and talking about your projects since home and away um is what what kind of thing have you been up to um more specifically and do you have any current projects you're working on yeah i mean tori i, I do my best to keep relatively busy um mm -hmm. i mean work-wise i i spend a lot of my time focusing on developing my own production company now. Oh, wow. Um, oh, wow. I a small production company called Kensington House Entertainment, um, which is really dedicated to screen and stage productions. I've produced a few short films and I have a slate of projects now that I'm developing that are, you know, everything from documentaries through to um, scripted feature films, scripted series. Um, so that takes up a lot of my creative you know, time, um, and still auditioning and things like that. But, um, yeah, the past sort of intermittent years, uh, has been a lot of, a lot of theater. I work uh, a lot with the ensemble theater company, which is a main stage theater company here in Sydney, Australia. Um, that's kind of been my theatrical home. My first play, my first professional play was, was at that theater and actually on stage with Georgie Parker, uh, oh, which was, it was so good that she was able to take time away from the show to do a play and the two of us could, spend a bit of time on on the stage together which was great fun but you know I, I've, I've been a part of a few major musicals here in Australia like Kinky Boots and um, Catch Me If You Can oh, yeah. um, and so yeah I, I split my time between sort of performance and then also um, more behind the scenes kind of producing writing developing which in turn then sometimes uh, converts to me being in those productions mm, as yeah. well yeah Awesome. Um, so to wrap up today, 
Um, how would you describe your experience on summer ba- in Summer Bay? And did you have a, a, as if you weren't killed off, did you have like some sort of preference of how you wanted to go? Yeah, cool. Good question, man. Look, how would I describe my time? I Look, I think the way I behaved on my final day is probably a testament to how I felt about my time on Home and Away. I was an absolute emotional mess. Uh, and I'm man enough to admit it. Mm. I, um, you know, I was in tears the whole time. You kind of, you know, everyone is so lovely on that final yeah. day. You come out and everyone's giving you this beautiful signed card. And I have this amazing, in my mm. office here, I've got this amazing framed um sort of gallery of pictures there's probably about 10 photos in this amazing collage of significant moments in uh, in in Oscar's time and you know lovely speeches and you're kind of surrounded by that genuine family that you've made yeah. over the course of three years mm-hmm. so I, I my time on home and away has a very special place in my heart I I laughed a lot mm-hmm. um and the banter between that core group of kids those real those high school kids um, I will always treasure. It's fabulous. And, and being able to work with some of Australia's greatest TV actors, honestly, you know, mm. Ray Ma, Lynn McGranger, Emily Simons, Georgie Parker, Ada Nicodemus, Shane Withington, all of those mm. guys have, have such a wealth of experience and knowledge of the Australian industry. And so as a big fan of them genuinely, and, and as a young actor, I learned so much from those guys. So I really love my time and look, if Oscar hadn't been killed, who knows? I mean, you know, he was a bit of a nerdy kind of guy. He was a quirky kind of guy. I could easily see him moving up to the big city to study something, you know, like aeronautical engineering and yeah. going off to work for NASA or something crazy oh, yes. like that. Yeah. Um, but look, even though he did pass on to another, mm-hmm. another place, another he's place, at peace yeah. now. Look, I'm not saying that, you know, there isn't a triplet out there somewhere. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here come the conspiracists. <laughs> and, and look, and look, I know I said I played a corpse and we saw the body, but maybe yeah. Oscar faked it. You never know. It is maybe he faked it. Maybe he's off in Vietnam somewhere trying to track down Evie and Matt. I don't know. Mm. Maybe he's sailing around the world. Maybe he's backpacking through Europe. Mm. The potential oh. is endless. It is a soap opera. So anything it, is possible. Anything goes. Anything okay. goes. Or at the very least, next Halloween, there's a Oscar zombie the episode. Yeah. And Brilliant. Oscar comes back. <laughs> Every character from the dead comes back. That'd be great. <laughs> imagine. Imagine. Thank you, Jake, for coming on with us today. Yes, Lucas, thank you. Thank you both so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Well, a big thank you there to Jake Spear for that fabulous catch-up. What a lovely guy. And I really hope you all enjoyed the chat as much as we did. But the time has come again. And sadly, that is all we have in store for today's episode. Again, I really hope you all enjoyed the chat. And be sure to share the episode around because, you know, it really helps us out. Um, Thank you all again for tuning in. We'll see you again in two weeks' time. I'm your host, Lucas. This is Welcome to the Bay, and we'll see you again soon. Stand up, blame and cry. Thank you so much for having me. What a great podcast.
truth. Thank you so much for having me. I love you guys. And you flaming drongo.